Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. I hear Laurel. I hear Laurel right now, too. It's Laurel. I know and by this time you all are so tired of this, uh, but we've gone back and forth. Sometimes I hear Yanny, sometimes I hear Laurel. I've heard Yanny one time. And I, you were shook. I woke. I was shook. I was actually with sharks. I thought she was crazy. But I woke up this morning in a full-blown fight because I randomly saw the clip on Twitter, and I was like, Laurel, duh. And the person who I was with was like, no, it's Yanny. I've heard Yanny, but what I think is interesting, and I tweeted about this, I think that when I was consciously listening, I was hearing Yanny. This was yesterday. When I was consciously and intentionally... Yesterday as in Tuesday. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was consciously and intentionally listening, and I heard Yanny, and then I was doing some work on my laptop late last night, and the local news played it, and I heard Laurel. But what I also think is interesting, and some of y'all are going to think I'm batshit crazy, but when I hear Laurel, I hear a man's voice. But right. the times that I hear Yanny, it well, sounds it's a higher pitch, and it sounds like a woman. My my Yanny is a different voice. It's a different person. It's not. I it's wouldn't like, say. Yanny. Yanny. Laurel. That's yeah, what it's Laurel's like to me. more like a deep voice. Yanny is more like, I don't know, someone, I don't know, it's... It's not a woman, but there's just someone with a high voice. I was scared voice. to tweet my results, honestly, because I didn't know if this was the beginning of the purge, if it was the Hunger Games and is. they were sorting us. Like, where did this come from? What's the origin of this clip? The Illuminati played the, <laughs> paid the view. It just and... went viral and people are, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, hey, Jace, how are you? What's up, Shaudet? This is a, a special week. It's kind of like we hit the reset button. I feel like it's 2015 all over again. Oh, gosh. Flashback Friday, mm -hmm. KET mm -hmm. Radio. <laughs> so this week, it's just Jason Shaw, the original, originals, Kiss and Tour Radio folk. ghetto. We've been doing this for almost four years. It'll be four years in August. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I joined, when, when you approached me about being your co-host for this idea that you had, this podcast, I agreed to you, and then a week later, I started with that network. Mm-hmm. So it was mm -hmm. like the same time. Like June 2015? No, this was August. August? Yeah, like around August 11th, August 15th, like that week. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, we're here. you got some um, some TBT, some Flashback Friday, so enjoy the show, y'all. And, and talking about Flashback Friday, we're coming up on our 100th podcast episode. Really excited about it, guys. If you're in the Los Angeles area, get your tickets. to If you're Gen Pop. They're only ten dollars mm -hmm. with tax. I think it's like twelve. <laughs> and then if you want to be VIP, darling, VIP. What comes with VIP? I forgot. VIP, you get a complimentary glass of wine as you walk in the door. You also get a bag of VIP bag. We have some great sponsors coming on board. We're still oh, yes. working on some more. Oh yeah, because we want those bags to be stuffed with goodies to take home. Mm -hmm. um, you get priority seating as well as priority for the Q and A for Shar and I, as well as our panelists who are going to be announced pretty soon as yes. well. Yes, can't wait to announce our mm -hmm. panelists. Mm. Me and Shar have been together all damn day at the Starbucks. We've been, we've been really busting our ass mm -hmm. Several about, meetings. This, about this because we want the 100th to be special. It's going to be good. Do not miss Shit, out. we deserve it. If you have not gotten your tickets, get them. Let me tell you something. The theater that we're doing this in, it only seats. It has like limited seating. Like we're not in like a huge, we're not at the Staples Center or the Microsoft Theater. We are in a theater <laughs> the that the Grammys, seats, honey. I think it's like 200 asses. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. And it's going to be 50 VIP. And maybe less VIP. I can't listen. I don't know. Yeah. All I'm telling you all is, if you have your your twelve dollars ready, get information right. and get your tickets. And you if you guys have been out. like, there's a, to give some context, Kiss and Tell actually their first show that ever happened was February 11, 2015, and it was a live show. Mm -hmm. The podcast came from the live show. Yes. And so the, we're going back to the roots to celebrate our 100th episode. So please come out and support. You know, we've and the been panel's out gonna here. be lit. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Lit. Um, so yeah, how was your weekend slash Mother's Day? You went to Bungalow. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I was not able to attend because I was with James celebrating his degree that he just Congrats got from USC, James. his master's. It was was good. that like the Solange picture I saw? Yes. You know, I always, t well, no one, this is an inside joke, but I always say James is a part of Solange's team. So, uh, because Why, his, his aesthetic is very St. Heron. Oh, and his attitude too. He's like yeah. very, it's like, the, his like, um, 
I don't know, frequency is a little just like. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Like, yeah. I had fun, but you looked like you had fun as well at Bungalow. Bungalow was a great time. Bungalow was long. It was definitely a 17-hour day. Um, so if you guys remember last week's episode, we had Monique Cash, who was the founder uh, Bungalow Music Festival. It's a teen music and arts festival, the first one ever in Los Angeles. But we had a lot of great people come out. Um, Rosaria Dawson came out again. Uh, we have a lot of great artists. It was good. It was just a very long day. We had been the writer come out. There was several panels. There was a yoga studio. There was uh, Debbie Allen had her dance company come out. It was a, work. Yeah. I love Debbie Allen. There was like 30 four year olds doing African Wakanda dancing. I love a it. A lot of screaming. It was cute though. Best African dancing. So congrats to Bungalow Music Festival and Mother's Day. Yes, Mother's Day was nice for me. I sent mm-hmm. my mom a gift. She got it. She was in New York with my sisters. I saw that. And so you want to follow your mama on IG? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so weird. Um, but she, uh, when she got home, she saw my gift. So Aww. that was my Mother's Day. That's so funny because I didn't realize because you know I am from California, mm-hmm. and so I didn't realize people had to like plan sending cards out to their parents out of state because yes. I. Bought my card day of. Like I always Sunday think morning, about. I, was I, like I got Ralph's. a shout out, uh, TT, who's my former roommate, who's part of the Freaky Boys. TT and I used to be roommates and coworkers, and I I have to shout him out. Coworkers. Because, yes, we worked at the same place. Uh, um, I'm not gonna ask where this we're was on with air. LA, when when I was at LAUSD. Oh, gotcha. And I have to shout him out because one of my I think this was my was this my first Mother's Day in LA? Yes, it was my first ever Mother's Day in LA. TT and I were, our employer did not send our check. They were not doing direct deposit. Oh. And we were waiting on our checks. And so I always, every time Mother's Day comes around, I think about how I went off on my employer because I wasn't able to get my mother anything because my check came. It was supposed to be there like that Friday where I could have expressed something, like, you know, sent it express. Right. And it didn't get there till Monday morning. A little overnight. It, yeah. And they were ridiculous. Oh, they mm. were ridiculous. That's so great. shout out to TT. Okay. And. Did you happen to check out uh, Red Table Talk episode two when it was talking about dealing with loss? I saw clips of Willow in her conversation. Yes, um, which I think is an important one. In absolutely. case you all missed it, go back and watch it. Red Table Talk is just such a great show. I love Jada on and Facebook. her mom. And yes, it's on Facebook. It's for the free 99. And uh, what I loved about it is that Willow, something that we never talk about as a culture or a community, Willow d- discussed self-harm. Mm-hmm. And she said at one point during the height of the whip my hair, I didn't realize that she was nine. Yeah, she was the a whip child my era. Well, what is nine? Like what? She said she was fourth cutting. grade. Yeah, nine is fourth grade. Mm. She said she was cutting, and I know black girls that have self harmed, uh, and I think that it's important to have those type of conversations. I love that Jada, and I saw a lot of this on Twitter, like how Jada listened to her, right. and there was no shaming or mm-hmm. no stigma. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It was um, more of like listening and just like, okay, what do you have to say? And I think it would be different if she was younger and mm-hmm. that, and she found out. But now that she's older and she's able to communicate right. that, I think that. It and was... people were criticizing Jada saying, how are y'all in the same house? And you didn't know. But Willow even said the scars that weren't like, it wasn't like, she's like, oh, I think one's right here. Like, it was like, I, I mean, think that's it was very like, right? common. And it is. <laughs> I was about to say, there are, there are a lot of things you can get away with <laughs> right um you remember when you were 13 what you got away with please uh, yeah i snuck and got my belly button at 16 mm-hmm. um but and eve also came out you know eve is a is a co-host on cbs the top rider and she mentioned that when she was at her wits end she her ta- her tv show which was eve how you do that mm-hmm. um her talk show had come to an end. She was dropped from her label, and she says she was numbing everything with alcohol and like Xanax, and she was just drinking excessively, and she had to dig herself out of that, which I think is common for LA. It's I want to say a lot. Please, I know tons of people walking around numbing themselves. Hello, prescription uh, pills are like not, not with a, pills though, with alcohol. I know, but it's like something to numb themselves. Like yeah. that's like a corporate thing. Like you know, give me some muscle relaxers. Everybody and likes some to stay busy. Percocet. Everybody likes to stay busy. Molly Percocet. Um, BET Award nominations. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I just realized this isn't even in my notes. What? The BET Awards. I have it on my notes. Congrats to, to everybody about. that did. Right. Next. <laughs> Congrats to all the nominees. I think Khaled is leading the race. I'm sure he's to... done everything. Yeah. I forgot to pull it up. Uh, oh, and Chloe and Hallie. They are nominated for Best Group. I mean, there are not really many groups out right now. Best group and uh, the BET Her Award, whatever that is. 
Um, did you, did hear- you see the video of the first dance? What first dance? What are you talking about? The the two girls that Beyonce produced. What's their name again? Chloe and who? Chloe and Hallie. I don't know who they are, but I saw a first dance video. Their album is phenomenal. I mean, I may listen to it now once I saw that first dance video go viral. It was so cute. What first dance? It was on Twitter. Sure, you're my Twitter gal. So they're dancing? It's the first dance, and it's a song by those two girls, and it's really cute. So Chloe and Hallie are first dancing. No, it's a groom and his wife, and oh. they're first dancing to their song. Oh, okay. And well, Chloe you didn't, and Holly responded. That. You did not say that. That's what I was trying to communicate. I don't know them girls. I They are great artists. They're extremely talented. I, mean, I met Beyonce them picked once them up. years ago at one church, and they were <laughs> so young. How old um, are they now? I mean, they're still young. They're like in their teens. I want to oh. say like 14 and 16. But when I met them, they were just doing cranking out those YouTube videos of covers. So talented. Um, if you all have not listened to their album, The Kids Are All Right, go check it out. Did you hear about these Chris Brown rape allegations? Fill me in. I'm going to give you just the cliff notes. This girl <laughs> is claiming that she was raped not by Chris Brown, but by people in the camp. Um, that she was with Chris Brown at some like listening party and they took her phone, like no phones. And then to get it back, they told her that she needed to come to the house. So she goes to the house to get the phone. Yes. It is just this clusterfuck of details. She goes to the house to get the phone. There are other girls there. Everybody's like on the Xanax allegedly and the liquor allegedly. At one point they put a couch to the door so girls can't get out and they turn on porn and she was forced to perform oral sex on somebody in Chris Brown's camp and a girl, perform oral sex on a girl who happened to have been menstruating. Um, and then at one point she had she was led downstairs to the basement and was raped. It was, I mean, uh, she was orally raped, but then she was vaginally raped. Mm. At, at one point she her mom had called the police like her mom tracked the iPhone and called the police. The police showed up. They couldn't get in the gate. So they left. Wow. After she got access to her phone and was able to leave Chris Brown's house, she went straight to uh, the hospital and had a rape kit done and stuff. So now she's suing him. I guess he was not a part of the rape, but he was in the room and everybody. And she said he had guns, firearms. Chris Brown was walking around with like a, a a belt full of guns. It was a lot. It was a lot. You got to pull this story up. It's on TMZ. You know, when I hear these stories, I just think because, you know, me being born and raised in California, I think about me going to award shows and people coming up to me after the award show like hey like you should come to this party after and mm-hmm. at the time i think my first award show, well the king's the kids choice award i was probably like 16 or so but when i started going to like the amas and stuff like that i was probably like 19 mm-hmm. and people would always come up to me and like invite me to these different parties and so you didn't well, go I went to a few of them. I was about to say, I think I've gone to every party I've been invited to, especially if it's yeah. a house party. What? Yeah. I mean, at the time I was living in Orange County too, so I had to think about like driving home, oh, but yeah. I was still like low-key out of control. But there was definitely times where I was in spaces with certain celebrities where I saw people doing things because it's like, oh, I'm with blankety blank. So this is going to be like a story I've seen for, do things, but, but it's I've like. I've never partaken. I've uh, never joined in. I've seen people do quite interesting things, but. I've never, I've never been tempted to. Yeah. I've never been, and I've certainly, but in fairness, I've never been barricaded in someone's house with my phone taken away yeah, 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 and yeah. couches up to the door so I can't escape and porn on. Like, it's never been anything right. like that. It's always been yeah. like them in the back room doing God knows what. Right. Or you go to the bathroom and you see the evidence. It's definitely interesting to see away. how people act when the cameras are not on them. Oh, yeah. It's like celebrity-wise and what people do. So it's, it's, when I hear these stories, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, if you guys want to know more about that, I'm sure I'll, I guess I'll post about it mm-hmm. on Friday Been when thread. I do the live Hashtag chat. Also want to shout out OutWeb Fest, which oh. begins tonight in Los Angeles. If you all want to slide through and say hey to Jace and I, we will be at the at YouTube space tonight. Mm-hmm. Walking the carpet. The pink si- carpet. The pink carpet. I'll be sipping. Jace is still dry. I'm almost done. He's almost done with his cleanse. I'll be, there's open bar, so I'll be partaking. Um, But anyway, so yeah, and there's a weekend full of activities. Now, the only thing is tonight will be uh, YouTube space, but Saturday and Sunday will be at the London Hotel Mm -hmm. in West Hollywood. Jason Mm -hmm. and I are also on a panel on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be us, Ashley Marie Preston, Jade, Jade. a few others. Yeah. It's going to be good. So come through and check us out. If you all want more details, be sure to visit outwebfest.com. And just between you and I, 
if you want free <laughs> tickets, you can go to that website and type voice. in code O W F B L and get free tickets. But free, free. That's free because I think the tickets are like fifty dollars if you want a weekend pass. But if you want free tickets, go there, type in that code, come party with us. It's about to be lit. And if you can't party with us, come out on June 17th. Because that's going to be lit, too. Congrats, Reverie, on your third Out Wet Fest. Yes, I'm excited. Aren't you leaving soon to, like, overseas or something? I'm going to Cabo. How's your passport coming along? You know what? I'm glad that you brought this (laughs) This up. (laughs) My passport is still not here. It's still processing. I have called (sighs) these people twice. I do not know why. I'm not a felon. I don't owe child support. I don't know what the hell is taking so long. I have went off on these people. Not went off, but I have reprimanded them. I'm like, you better be careful with that. It's like saying bomb on airplane. I don't care, but I know that you can attract more flies with honey than vinegar. So I have not snapped, but I've told them that this is unacceptable. I don't care that there's an influx of people paying to get their passports expedited around this season. According to your website, (laughs) it says that if I pay to get my passport expedited, it will be here in two to three weeks. We're now in the fourth week, (gasps) at the end of the fourth week, and I don't have anything. Now, hopefully by the time this podcast airs, you all will be able to log on to my Instagram story and I'll <laughs> be dancing around my kitchen <laughs> with my passport but I do not have anything and I paid extra and I did my passport on Monday April 23rd shout out to Lemonade's anniversary Monday April 23rd I did my passport it is about to be May 23rd and I don't have anything and it's unacceptable Wow! it is unacceptable and no one's able to tell me anything but I'll tell you what I did do as I wrote them to get my goddamn refund and did you? I have not got, they haven't even responded yet. Well, but they're like, if you want a refund, here's the email or mm, here's mm -hmm. the, or you can personally write in. I said, you know what? I'm done dealing with the U.S. Postal Service and you all. So what I'll do is I'll try email because I'm not about to waste my good postage on something I'm not guaranteed that y'all even going to get. So I called them today and it was crazy. Like I have an application number. They talking about it didn't show up. Then he's like, oh, that's weird. Because when you gave me your name, it shows your application number right here. So what is the truth. They're talking about it still processing. <laughs> what on, is Oprah. taking so long? Send me my stuff. I even lied and said this was a work-related trip. But I Absolutely. said, that's neither here nor there. I also told them that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter where I'm going, why you I'm going. You paid to have it expedited. I paid to Coins. have it expedited. U.S. dollars. to you all's website, you told me, your website told me. So I said, if there's an influx around this season, then maybe you all need to modify your website accordingly so that people will know that expediting around the spring, summer is not an option because y'all are not going to do y'all's end of the bar. Everybody going to Cabo. And the thing is, there's nothing to, there's no substitute. It's no like, oh, my passport is processing. I can use this in the meantime. It's like no passport, no trip. And it just makes no sense to me. So I'm, I'm extremely pissed with them. Because That's like crazy. I said, it's it's what, May 16th? This show will air on the 18th. And I paid, uh, my appointment was Monday, April 23rd at 9.30 in the morning. That's just crazy to me because I when I got my passport 10 years ago, as of next month, I need to go back and get it renewed because it renews every 10 years. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> you know everything. Yeah, I've, I've been on their right, website enough. Exactly. Um, but I got my passport in like maybe two hours. You probably went to a passport agency or I passport went to the center. place on Wilshire right by UCLA. See, no, I went to the post building. office because I did not have yeah, time. Uh, I can't take work off. The, the, the position that I just yeah, worked, and that's far. I can't take work off. And I, I was not paid salary. I was working in casting, so I'm paid by the hour. My boss was not lenient. Shout out to my former, former boss. She wouldn't have cared. But my current, mm-hmm. my boss was not, you know, I couldn't put that down. And I was in no position to miss out on anything. So I used my lunch hour to go to the post office and do what I had to do. I couldn't have gone to an actual passport center because I, I just would have missed out on too much. And I should not, like I said, their website said with the post office, two to three weeks. So I was not tripping. Right. I was not tripping. But that was ridiculous. I'm on your side. And it wasn't open during the weekends like the Passport Center. So I would have to go Monday through Friday. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. I've had quite the week. Yeah. Last week I had quite the week. But I'm in better spirits this week. Because you know what, guys? I'm honestly just like I'm in a space where I'm praising God in the hallway until the next door opens up. That's that is the only thing that's keeping my sanity. Amen. It's like either that or sulk. And I don't want to sulk. I don't want to pout. 
I don't want to be mad at the world and the universe right now. I really don't. Listen but to Ayanla or Ayanla. I feel like the universe is really t- trying me. They they want me to be mad at them. The universe, the the omniscient, the alpha and the omega wants me to be pissed at them. And just but like I before. Will not. But right. I will and not. you will not. I refuse Amen. to. I, I refuse that. to. I'll just take a nap or drink myself to have a few glasses have a glass of wine. Of wine. A few glasses. Okay. One the bottle. Suffice. I wish I would have had some of my homemade cake I made to give to you. I don't need that shit. I'm going to Cabo. What? It was so good. I By the care. way, guys, I baked a cake from scratch. It was my first time baking. I'm trying to be a skinny legend. I don't need that shit. It was really good. So I made red velvet. Congratulations. Thank you, Shar. I appreciate that. Words of affirmation. Let's get into the corner. (laughs) And now it's time for the LGBT corner. So this week's corner, um, I want to congratulate. I actually don't even know the correct name because I saw it on Twitter. But Black Bandit, a.k.a. at Saint underscore Keo, is the first out transgender male to graduate from Spelman College in the ATL. The pronouns are him and he, and they're the shit. So I saw this on Twitter the other day. I kind of got a lot of um, traction. I thought that was pretty dope. That And they made sure to specify that they're the first out um, trans man to graduate versus the first trans man. I would say, I'd venture to say, not to police their language, but I would say they're the first uh, visible because there's no, been no other that would have made headlines. Visible, out, is there... It, there is a, a difference because you can be out and not quote unquote visible and adhere to that binary. If you identify as a yeah. trans man, you don't look like a damn man. There are studs that I know that graduated from Spelman. But that wasn't a trans man, though. I know. That well, we don't know. Man. They could have been. <laughs> well, they weren't out there. I don't know. Congratulations, um, actually, to all the graduates. Bird, um, Bird, our uh, sound engineer producer. Graduated from what did you graduate with? Cinema Arts and Science from, from Columbia, Columbia College, College in Chicago. Get oh. it, girl. I want to uh, clarify that the person that graduated from Spelman, mm-hmm. his name is Keo Chad O'Neill. Keo Chad that? O'Neill. Yeah. I say Keo. The first openly trans man. And if you want to spend some uh, money on them, cash.me slash dollar sign K E O C. Graduation money. Yeah, he's going to need it. Everybody needs it. Student loan, Sally Mae, are you kidding me? Send me some money too, shit. Oh, (laughs) let's move on to my topic. (laughs) So my topic, I think I'm going to play this clip before I I intro my topic. Uh So... sexual abuse allegations swirling around him and the mute R. Kelly movement. Mm-hmm. Shantae, I'd just be remiss if I didn't ask you. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts, doll? Well, uh, what I think <laughs> is that, first of all, it's easy to be in a position to judge mm-hmm. when you're not in the midst of going, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert has had a way of coming through these things Hit record by hit record by hit record. We get mad. We get upset. We want to mute the music. Y'all ain't muting the music. Yeah, you're not going to do it. Y'all not going to mute the music. Some next song is going to come out and you'll be like, oh, Kelly, why? I'm grown, so I can answer. So it's there's a judgment that happens, but we're just judgmental people sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially because all the media and all the industry is usually just so quick to attack. Um, But if these young ladies are over 21, Mm -hmm. they are responsible for what they're doing. Mm If you don't want to be on R. Kelly's bus, don't get on the bus. Come on. Mm-hmm. Hello, you somebody. know, it didn't just start that R. Kelly has some, you know, sexual deviancies in there somewhere. Yes. We all understand that that is. Okay, girl, that's quite the fuck enough. So <laughs> my question, for context, that was a segment from Sister Circle TV, which you all can watch on TV One. Um, and Shantae Moore was a guest co-host and they asked her about R. Kelly. So my question is, and also Selena Johnson, I didn't play her clip, but she mentioned that she went, was once on tour with R. Kelly for the TP2 
Com tour or whatever and she saw mommy and daughter collabs going backstage for R. Kelly and my thing is these women are being total apologists and what Shantae said made no sense like he's gotten himself out of this hit after hit after hit I think that it makes sense in certain, in certain regards only because people do still buy his music and I mentioned that it is cis het black women who are buying these tickets from what I've noticed um, but my question to you Jace Mm-hmm. Is how do you compensate for and or how do you deal with a friend who does something deemed deplorable? Do you stand by their side like Selena Johnson and Shantae Moore did, or do you abandon them much like Anderson Cooper did when Kathy Griffin held mm. up the Trump head and mm. ketchup? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm talking about like shocking stuff, deplorable stuff. Like R. Kelly has these sexual abuse allegations. Um, hell, even Gail King and Charlie Rose from CBS, Charlie Rose. It has not been swept into the Me Too movement for allegedly sexually harassing women. So it's like when you have a close friend and you know we're in Hollywood, so only God knows what skeletons are going to come out of the closet within the next few years Lord. with people. Um, what do you do? What What do you do? I've had people ask me this question before, actually as of recent because they found out that their friend was, which I don't think is deplorable, but they were hosting... <laughs> bad sex parties at that. Um, so if, if someone asked you this because they found out that their friend was hosting and sex they, parties. Yeah, and he does not agree with the sex party scene. So he was asking me his advice as, should I cut him off as a friend? Like, what should I do? Should I confront him about it? Um, personally, I can't really think of any time that that's happened to me, but I would definitely confront them just one-on-one first without a group of people um, and this is just me kind of referring to the R. Kelly thing, how this is such a public issue. I would definitely come up to the one. And it's been one for years. Right, for one for years. And just to kind of take R. Kelly out of it, but just make it a general question. I would just have to talk to them one to one and just see, like, what it is. If you're my friend and there's nothing that really – how do I frame this? I say that there's nothing that people could tell me about you if you're my friend. Like, I always trust you first because you're my friend. But at the same time, I – would have to take everything into consideration because if you're lying to me, it's it's not going to go well, and I will definitely cut you off. There's what if it's times. not a lie? What if it's just something that they kept a secret? Because there's a difference in that. I think it depends on what it is. If it's something like R. Kelly, where you know there's all these crazy ass sexual things, like I'm not going to associate myself with that Mm -hmm. and i am a firm believer that you know birds of a flare fly together sure but i have friends who do things i don't agree with but that's them that's their life and i don't expect people just like i wouldn't put that on other people like well your friend is x y and z okay that's my friend yeah that's not me yeah i have friends that do things that i don't agree with but everybody all parties involved are grown So it's just become a matter of me minding my business and keeping myself in perfect peace. And as long as none of that reverb and none of that hogwash comes back to my personal bubble, I'm fine. I'd just rather not hear about it. Don't vent to me about it. Don't talk to me about it because you can't win when you play dirt. Mm -mm. And, uh, but as far as deplorable things, I, I know for a fact how I am that I would cut the friend off. Is it going to be easy? No, No. things like this are never easy. But if I were to, if if things were to surface, if I found out with the world, first of all, that's something that you have to deal with because it's different if you find out before the world. But if you roll over and your Twitter mentions are blowing up and your friend is the number one trending topic worldwide, getting Mm. a dragging and people are now dragging you because they posting pictures of y'all in 07 and stuff and (laughs) saying, alleging that you might've known whatever deplorable thing they did. Um, yeah, that's going to have to be an immediate cancellation. Um, I know that you would talk to your friend. I would, I would talk to them. Okay. I would talk to them, but I would let them know that I can't get behind this and it has nothing to do with, with optics of social media. Mm hmm. It's just who I am at my core. Right. Yeah. It's it's who I am at my core. It has nothing to do with me following you and liking. It just, I don't want to be associated with this personally or professionally. So Mm -hmm. it's a double whammy Mm -hmm. um, because I too have a brand to protect. So what if all these things came out on Twitter and they said, no, like that's not true. 
how long would you stick around? Is like, is I you know. I probably would not comment if they came out and they're like, no, this is not true. I probably would not comment because I've noticed a lot of celebrities will throw themselves into the gauntlet and offer up information and offer up their opinions, and it's like you should have just sat there and ate your food. Right. Um, so I, I probably would not comment, but I think that I would have to take the discerning. Uh, I'd have to judge for myself. Yeah. Because you can say it's not true, but I need to look at all of the facts of the case, mm-hmm. everything that's being laid out. If if the people have text messages, if there's some sort of evidence, right. I'm going to have right. to judge for myself. Yeah. Because you can say it's not true to your blue in the face, but I'm going to have to judge for myself. Right. Especially if I'm going to continue a friendship with you. Yeah, I think that initial conversation for me would be the most important part. And I would I would kind of make a decision from there. Yes. And Wendy Williams said her ass on her show and criticized Gail King for saying, because Gail said that she was, you know, I, I, can't, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but something along the lines of she is like still cool with Charlie Rose, like to an extent. Mm-hmm. And Wendy criticized her for that. But Wendy is sitting up here acting like an R. Kelly apologist, talking about how they met and, and she knows stuff and all like this is recently. Like this is when Wendy, like when Jerry O'Connell yeah. hosted her show and she fell out. She was just hanging with R. Kelly. So this is January. And so I'm looking at Wendy through the TV, like, how dare you fix your lips to criticize Gail when you're still talking, you say you have an obsession and crush with Orenthal James Simpson and <laughs> you also are R. Kelly's friend. Yeah. So I'm never a guilty by association type of guy. You know? Oh, I am. No, I'm not. Depend. Nope. Depending on the offense. Depending on the offense. If you still want to be R. Kelly's friend after something like this, I do think that you're guilty by association, especially if you're a black woman. Because black men going to do it. R. Kelly posted a video with, I think it was like Scottie Pippen and Tyrese. Hello to also two problematic, problematic anti-black mm-hmm. women, men, you know, misogynistic men. Scottie Pippen is? Yeah. He looks like my dad. I could kind of see that. My days are coming. Tyrese me is the up. worst, though. Tyre, yeah, you is. know, Tyrese has stood on BET's platform. They've allowed him to stand stand on their platform and call a black women bitches and hoes. Oh, so, oh yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, things like that. I'm just like, but I think like if you're a black woman and you're standing by someone like R. Kelly, I'm definitely side eyeing you. Yeah, it would be a side eye, but I don't think it would, it would, I wouldn't cut off someone because they're associated with somebody. I'd be weary of that. Definitely and we can't weary. go out together. Like Shantae, I'd go to dinner with Shantae, but you are not bringing Robert to no, dinner. No, absolutely like, not. We're not going out as a group. Yeah, yeah but my my viewpoint on them would definitely change. Even with people on Facebook, like people will be like, "Oh, this is how I feel about that," and I kind of like, uh. and yeah, because f- I've seen some opinions that are just backwards. Okay, and I have, and that has altered the way that I have <laughs> I interacted with over. them. Yes, in public, people because I see th- where they stand. Yes, and I was like, I. I I kind of like keep my distance, but like, cause I saw you posted, you know, a year ago about some bullshit. Yes. And I know, mm-mm. Yeah, I've got to block it, people. It happens, but I think if it's something on a grand scale or something that I just, like, I can never get behind statutory rape. Like, I just, I can't, Mm-mm. like, if you're like embezzling money, if you want to be like, you know, <laughs> Tyrone from Real Housewives of Atlanta, then, you know, you know, I'm not going to even pick and choose because it depends on the situation and it honestly depends on the person. I'd venture to say I have more associates in Los Angeles than I can call people friends. I have a lot of associates Same. and I have, I can probably count my friends on one hand. So, I have uh, more friends than one hand. You said what? I have more friends than one hand, but I'm from here too. So, I was about to say, you're from, I've only been here for four years and to me, I, there's weight behind that friend word. Mm. And there are certain people I just can't call in case of emergency. And I if I can't call you in case of emergency, you're not a friend of mine. Would you call me? You're a good associate. It depends on the emergency, Jace. Because uh-uh. you know you can be a little disillusioned. Wait. Wait. No, stop that bell. De- stop that bell. It, de- it depends on the emergency. I'd be in the Prius, plugged in. I have my top on five. On my way. I have my top five. Okay. And I'm not listing anyone. I'm just saying. I'm start a fight on Twitter. Um, so, Yeah. I guess that wraps up my topic. We don't have a third opinion to weigh in this week. Good. So, Twitter, I'm depending on you. Hashtag KT Radio. Twitter is the third guest this week. (laughs) Do you deal with problematic friends? Or not even problematic. If your friend does something deplorable, what do you do? I know that each case is specific to the case. The time, the period, everything's nuanced. But what do you do? How do you navigate? And I noticed that Shantae Moore is taking a, a bit of backlash. And Selena was too. 
Mm-hmm. Because Selena, I'd venture to say her comment was even worse. I didn't play it on air. But uh, I'm sure it's YouTubeable. But she just was saying that mothers would escort their daughters as if it were okay because the mom has the daughter uh, going backstage. Like, no. no. It's not okay. No. All trash. No. So I agree um, with I agree with Shantae in certain aspects and as far as his next hit will dig him out because those people are going to be there. There's also shirts that no. say, turn up R. Kelly. There are shirts in opposition of mute R. Kelly. Hmm. I think we're kind of in a point with media and social media that people are being more held accountable. Oh, yes. Like you said, like, you said oh, R. Kelly's yes. been here for 30 years. I think now we're getting to the point where people are now like, okay, well, this is fucked up. Let's do something because about it. Because people's voices are uh, uh, elevated mm-hmm. on social media. It takes media. one tweet to go viral. You don't have to write to Jet Magazine Mm-mm. or Ebony Mm-mm. and pitch a story. You can literally Call create a... the LA Times. You can literally create a Twitter thread and boom. Mm-hmm. A black person right retweet it. You're, yep. you're good. Yep. So let's move on. So um, the past maybe... So I was watching uh, Lost in Space and we ended that and I decided to start watching my... I would say it's my favorite show, Sex and the City. Oh, my God. I was about to start Sex and the City. Like, I've seen every episode, mm-hmm. but I was literally so bored the other night. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, on my HBO Go, I was like, should I just start season one, episode one it's again? so fucking good. The movie's like, on on, on there. Mm-hmm. Why Why don't you think that they won't put... I know a lot of people are not a fan of Sex and the City, too, but I have not seen it in so long. I wouldn't mind revisiting it. And I have, it's do you have not a DVD on HBO player? Go. Huh? Do you have a, a DVD no. player? No. I have the DVD if you ever want to watch Nina it. Nina does too. Um, I, I but did not I, watch the second movie. I need to rewatch the second movie. I want to go to Abu Dhabi mm. with the girls. I want to go just, in real life. I just want to check it out. But go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I've been watching it. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes was when Miranda was like, is it okay to fuck another man while I'm pregnant with another man's baby? Because she was pregnant with um, Brady Aww. and single. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to fuck somebody else, but they didn't know that she was pregnant yet. I don't think I'd do that. That's weird. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. You got someone else's baby inside you? In theory, if I could get pregnant, I don't think I'd do that. I don't know if I would. That's kind of trashy. I don't know. Pregnancy hormones (laughs) rage. Yeah, she had to get us to fuck her. And they got married eventually. Um, But anyway, so after Charlotte's divorce, she had this 2.1 carat diamond ring that she did not know what to do with. And she wore it around the house and she pretty much it was from her first marriage. And she ended up giving this ring to Carrie for the down payment on her apartment after Carrie and Aiden broke up. So I was kind of thinking about gifts or just things that have been significant in my past relationships and what that meant after it was over. And so I thought about a couple of things, but I wanted to ask uh, you, Shar, how do you... I guess, handle items, tangible things after a breakup happens. Speaking of a breakup, this is breaking news. Quad from Married to Medicine, who's also on Sister Circle TV. We just heard her voice in my topic. She just filed for divorce from her husband. Weren't they having that whole like reunion? They were reunion? having some troubles. Yeah. They were having some troubles. But this I is, have, like the whole cast was trying to like prayer circle. This will be her. stale news on Friday, but it's breaking right now. That's sad. I, I saw it like coming. Divorce. I saw it coming. I saw it coming too. Cause I, I don't watch the show, but I remember Me watching either. the reunion. Me and too. I was just I'm like, I'm a reunion girl. Like yeah. Love and Hip Hop. I never watched the show, but I'll check the reunions out. And I was just like, this is just a lot. And it made me just question getting married altogether. Mm. Um But anyway, back to your question. So I mean, Shar, Quad, everyone involved. What do you do with the tangible items after a breakup? And it could be gifts, it could be just things that were significant that had meaning in your relationship or just an old pair of draws i think it depends on what it is um depending on whether or not i'll get rid of it a ring a diamond ring for example mm-hmm. i might get rid of the ring aspect and have it crushed up into a nice or have the the stone put into a necklace or have it crushed and, and have it crushed up into some other form of jewelry mm-hmm. but it is mine you gave me this you know six carat you know pear shaped diamond or whatever mm-hmm. and it is mine uh, and and the ring, the ring might have emotional attachment to it, which it probably will. So that would that would be my incentive to create other jewelry from it. But I'm not getting rid of a diamond, or any <laughs> or any type of expensive jewelry. Melt that gold. If that it's platinum. lingerie, I'm probably getting rid of it because I don't want to look at the lingerie 
for my next man and be getting ready in mm, something that I have the negligee. such fond memories of you in, I'll probably get rid of it. So I think it depends on the on the. Would you get rid of it in the dumpster or like burn it? Dumps. I, I don't need to be dramatic and burn it. Mm-mm. Hmm. It depends on why we broke up. Which will will I use fire so or do I just ball it up and throw it in the trash? But uh, yeah, it depends on. Th- what the breakup was about and it depends on how long we dated and it also depends on the memories attached but i'm not getting rid of any fancy jewelry if it's a tv i'm not getting rid of a tv if you bought me a a 72 inch flat screen i'm not getting rid of that Mm -hmm. for what for what if you bought me pots and pans throughout our relationship i'm not getting rid of those like a good martha stewart collection Mm -hmm. i'm not getting rid of that for what have you kept anything because um, you remember how, like, remember on the Kardashians, Kim had a, was it a date box? That's what she called it? Yes. It and was she, her, had, she called like, it her Xbox. Xbox, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she had all this stuff. Do you Kelly have Rowland ex- used to do that, too. If you watch, if you guys go back and watch uh, June's Cribs, Diary? MTV oh. Cribs of Destiny's Child, when Kelly was, like, 20, Kelly and Michelle were, like, 20, Beyonce was, like, 19, it was their house in Sugarland, Texas, and Kelly had a box in her closet, uh, like an Xbox. I don't. You, are you asking me would I keep an Xbox? No, not not an Xbox, but keep things that have. No, unless you died. Mm. And, unless that a was card, our breakup, a birthday was, card. Was you died? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I'll keep this, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I don't see myself as that that kind of girl unless there is a really good memory attached. But honestly, I wouldn't want to bring old baggage into a new situation. So if I'm with the new guy, except the TV, you gotta go. Yeah. But that's not baggage. A 72-inch flat screen <laughs> HD is not baggage. Come I'm talking on. about stuff Christmas that has sale. memories attached. Like Black in Kim, Friday. In Kim's Xbox, she had, oh, a chicken nugget box from our first date. That's you know, disgusting. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not holding on yeah. to tangible things. I remember with my first boyfriend, he used to travel overseas a lot and would buy me designer things um, from, like, Europe, which I knew were expensive. Mm-hmm. And... If anybody knows me personally, they know that I am not a fashion person at all. The malls give me highs from working at Abercrombie for so long. So I do not care about clothing at all or designers. And so I had, when we broke up, I had all these clothes. And I remember going to Buffalo Exchange, I believe, on Melrose and going to see, like, oh, I'm going to cash out and get me a little, you know, $600 check they and pay never my rent. Give you. They told me $42.50. Yeah, they never give you And anything. I said, excuse me? You were better off. Put it, taking photos of it and putting it on eBay. Do you know what I did? I left Buffalo Exchange because I was like, that's not going to make me happy. 40 bucks? Are you kidding me? It's that like, happened to me with Plato's Closet. Do you guys have that out here? What is or is that, that a Midwest no. thing? Plato's Closet? Plato's Closet. It's, it's like the Greek of, God? I don't know. It's named Plato's Closet. Okay. And yeah, they did that with me with uh, some designer stuff. They lowballed the hell out of me. And I was yeah. like, oh no, ma'am. I went right to Skid Row and donated it to um, children. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because I was like, I have all these designer clothes. And I had no idea what it was. But I was just like, you know what? Here you go. Take and it would have reminded you. For you. For some people, they wouldn't care about that. They'd still be wearing those clothes. But for you, it was something that you had to get rid of. Yeah. And I didn't want to burn it per se i burned my uh That's so dramatic why I, did you guys break a, up um he broke up with me it was i was a wreck it was like a tyler perry movie um i was about to say i think it depends on the offense or what led up to the to the breakup i don't see it necessary really to burn happened. stuff unless you like slept with a co-worker like i don't when i graduated college or high school I, I burned my uniforms that's the closest i went to we had a bonfire it was actually really burned. fun anything i burned those rcs uniforms at a bonfire in huntington beach california and it was great um but now that i'm older because i was 22 then um with the clothing donation i have things i actually still have one of my favorite blankets that belong to my ex and that's my favorite blanket i'm not getting rid of that shit are you kidding Mm -hmm. me I've had it for literally five years. Oh my god! In college, I had so many clothes from guys. Mm-hmm. They weren't my boy. They were situationships. But I had so many hoodies or like oversized. Like people knew. Like I used to get made fun of because, of course, Char in basketball shorts. Are you kidding me? But they would be like oversized and like mm-hmm. obviously not my damn shorts because I was like walking around in like cheerleading elastic band like daisy dukes if i wore athletic shorts mm-hmm. um but yeah that that stuff was comfortable to me you claiming him it wasn't me claiming him because a lot of times stuff will be over but i'm not getting rid of this comfortable hoodie <laughs> it's like fleece on the inside of this are you kidding me Actually, i'm not getting rid of these shorts <laughs> these are fun to clean the house up to when i'm listening to anita baker and sade 
me and my ex had matching drawers that were very, very comfortable. And I just threw that pair out like maybe a month ago. See, I think it comes with time and I think it depends on the gift, the offense as to why you broke up. Yeah. And just, yeah, like. Yeah, I'm a lot different now. When I was younger, I was definitely more like heartbroken, dramatic or having a bonfire. You know, I'm going to whatever and it don't even take all that it does not and it's a lot of energy that i put into that into like making sure that i was okay emotionally but regardless if i burn anything or keep it i'm gonna be okay or literally toss it in a dumpster out of sight out of mind yeah you're okay Um, amen amen so do you want to move on Mm -hmm. all right i was gonna say we have kt mail Mm -hmm. this week you guys are keeping these uh, questions moving in, coming in. Coming. And if you guys, um, again, askkatradio at gmail.com. gmail.com. That Send them is, in. Yes, that is the email. And this is like, what, the third or fourth one in a row? Mm-hmm. You guys it's have been, been really writing us. This one is very interesting, darling. The title <laughs> of it is, can a black gay PhD candidate who's a felon find love? Charlotte's this time. <laughs> all right y'all buckle up buckle up baby hey char and jace what's up 10 years ago i pleaded guilty excuse me i pled guilty to a class c non-violent felony when i was 18 years old while in college at a large university in the southeastern region of the u.s through god slash the universe's grace i was not expelled from my university nor did i go to prison And I was able to successfully double major in college, graduating magna cum laude, and also completing my master's degree in thesis, graduating summa cum laude 4.0. Work. Hallelujah. Currently, I'm a 29-year-old second-year PhD student and have been currently seeing another PhD student at my university. We've been hanging out and dating for about eight months, and I like him a lot. To give you Cliff Notes version of our relationship, our personalities, sexual interests, and overall lifestyles in general are so congruent and compatible that I feel like I've dreamt this person up, and I know he feels 100% the same way. Here's the main issue. I haven't told him about my legal indiscretion. Not only have I not told him, I've hardly told anyone, not my friends and barely any of my family, because I am ashamed beyond words to open up to anyone. Mm. How do you advise I approach this situation? I have such trepidation and elucidation. Come on, PhD. In elucidation, (laughs) this situation to this particular man. I've done this in the past couple, couple of years ago, and it completely destroyed my previous relationships. My personal disposition is such that me trying to be forthcoming with previous with this previous partner about my felony was met with laughter, incredulity, utter dismay, and finally dissolution of the relationship. So that means people are laughing at him, Mm -hmm. dismissing him, and, you know, ultimately led to the breakup. I would not like history to repeat itself with this current guy. I know I should be honest with him because he deserves it. We both deserve it. I want to go into this relationship with him fully transparent, but not with the risk that I'd be considered, quote unquote, damaged goods by a relationship standard, which is understandable, but not quite fair, in my opinion. Right. That's Charles' opinion, not in the letter. No, he, it is in the letter. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I He said, but not quite fair, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, I was guilty of the crime. And I was rightfully punished with impunity. However, not only have I been punished legally, but also academically and personally. Mm. It has been the most devastatingly pervasive issue in my life that I think I will always have to deal with for the rest of my life in some form or fashion. Would you all date, love, or be friends with someone who has an issue similar to mine? You all are the best. Respectfully, JK. P.S. I love you guys. This podcast, and I sent this because, well, I know you'll be super honest. Thanks again for any advice. We love you too. Thanks for writing in. This is a doozy. Mm-hmm. Jace, I'll let you go first before I answer. So, just from the tone of the letter, it just sounds like you're really, really hard on yourself. Um, that's the first thing I kind of picked up from the letter. You made a mistake. You, like you said, you have been reprimanded by the government, by 
the institution that you've gone to, you've been dealing with it. And I think because you have been dealing with so many different outside factors of what has happened, it seems bigger. Not, I'm not saying bigger than what it is, but you're able to always beat yourself up to it because you're always being reminded of what you did with the mistake that you had. You were 18, 19? He was 18. 18. So it was over 10 years ago. 11 years ago. 11, He's 29 now. 29 now. 11 years ago. Um, I think it's time to be honest. I think that as you, if you live in your truth, you will kind of come to find out that people are not as judgmental, especially if they're the right person for you. And if there's someone who cannot take that, would I date somebody who's a This is nonviolent, so I'm assuming you didn't kill anybody. It doesn't say what you actually did. Um, Maybe but it was, it was the, white collar like Tyrone from Sheree's boyfriend. Yeah, or like the little the boy from Howard. Another Tyrone. Another Tyrone. All the Tyrones are just doing bad things. Um, but it sounds to me like you are sin- uh, genuinely, sincerely apologetic for what you did. And you just kind of want to move on with your life. But you know this is something that legally you have to deal with the rest of your life. And socially as well. So I think that you should just be upfront and honest with him. Would I date somebody who is a C-class non-balanced felon? It depends on what it is. And I think it depends on how I could kind of like shift and see if they're apologetic for it or not. It sounds to me like you're very sincere and, and sorry for, and remorseful. Correct. And so I think that if I could see that, that would be more important to me than what you actually did. I think that I, I want to say along this, the same lines, um, I would certainly be open to dating someone in his shoes only because it was so long ago and there haven't been any repeat offenses. Right. This happened once when you were 18, whatever it was. And, and you got I mean, caught because God knows what we're doing at 18. They never got caught for. Right. I wasn't doing nothing. Deem no fear. I mean, there's plenty um, out there. But yeah, so I think this on, honestly almost reminded me of my transness. And not to say that it's anything to be guilty of because I don't carry that narrative with me because it, it is just who I am. Much like yourself, this is not, well, much like myself, this is not who you are. It is an aspect that just kind of comes along with you. Um, and I understand, and this is not in relation to my transness, but I understand the shame that you might carry with it. But I think that you should be honest, too. I think eight months is long enough. You mentioned in this letter that things are so perfect and so aligned and so connected with you, too, that it's almost as if you dreamt up this person. That is so cute. So cute. Where where do I find one? Sure. Um and so, yeah, I think that it'll be worth it. And honestly, I think the sooner the better, because God forbid, and I understand that you might be traumatized or triggered from past relationships where people have just totally dismissed you or laughed in your face or done whatever. But I think the sooner the better, only because the the wound won't hurt as much versus, you know, you might as well tell him eight months in versus six months down. I mean, six years, years down right. the line. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's best to just rip that Band-Aid off and get it over with. And you'd want him to find out on your terms because, you know, when when we hold mm, secrets, mm-hmm. when we hold secrets, sometimes, off, quite often, that, that closet peeks open and the skeletons somehow, fall some out. Way. Somehow, some Family way. dinner, Christmas dinner. A Google someone search. Says something. I mean, this could be expunged from his record, but you never know. There's always things floating around out there about us and you don't want someone to bring this to his attention who might look you up or you don't want this to somehow stumble Mm. in his lap so i would say tell him on your terms that way not only can you be in control of your inflection you know like because it's different when you talk in person person versus when you text or write because you can inflect and you can emote during your own terms but you can also create your own narrative Mm -hmm. not saying Mm -hmm. lie but you can paint out control right he can see that you are remorseful this was a one-time thing and this was 11 years ago it's just something that is paining you so um yeah i mean best of luck to you um i think that you should be fine you sound smart you sound bright you sound like you have a great a great future ahead of you um, it just, you had a hiccup when you were 18 and a lot of people had hiccups in their teen years and you just got caught and you got caught and you have to deal with it. So, um, uh, 
yeah, I wouldn't put as much emphasis on it. Like Jace was saying, like, I don't know if you should be as dramatic about it, but I don't want to take away from some of the trauma or triggers that you may still be holding on to from pre- previous relationships. But it's also important to acknowledge those uh, experiences and situations, but do not drag them into your new situation and do do not project that onto your new partner because mm-hmm. you, you do not know what right. his reaction will be. So it's literally nothing to it but to do it. And I say do it the sooner the better because God forbid if things go south, it's just eight months worth of feelings. And I know that's easier said than done. But the way that you wrote about this guy, better eight months than six years. Mm-hmm. So uh Then you smitten. Y'all both smitten. I I think that's so cute. Yeah, Best you don't want to be you don't want to be with Bay, you know, at the Sears. You know, and, and now you all are moved in together, and mm-hmm. and you want to you sign leases. You want to buy the new uh, refrigerator, or you want to lease steel. an apartment, and it comes up, it surfaces that way. Mm-hmm. Just, just tell, just tell me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I actually had this conversation maybe about a month ago about me being transparent, and that kind of comes from trauma from when I was younger, when people I would always try to be polished mm-hmm. and i would not say certain things or tell certain narratives that were true and accurate and they would always come to surface and yeah. people would use that against me yeah and i hated that when i first came to los angeles i went back and forth with should i live in stealth mm-hmm. or should i walk in my truth mm-hmm. and ultimately i decided that i because i wanted to control my narrative right burst out the gates i don't have to wear that i'm trans on a t-shirt but I need to be on because I don't want to be presented with some sort of opportunity or something. And then some hater from my past mm-hmm. is trying to weaponize my transness against me right. and, and lay that out. And people do that. Oh, oh, all the time. And then especially the with dating. That's why this people have done it to me. That's why the- I kind of relate to this person. And like I said, I'm not in any way equating transness to a felony. But as far as like when do you disclose? Yeah. It's a disclosure conversation. Like when do when do you tell your partner or someone that you really like what time it is? Um but I have not been in bliss like the writer. Like I've never I've never been I mean talking about he a dream come true. Shit. Eight months in. Like I tell them Jace knows. I had to practice on Jace one time with a guy that I was dating recently. Mm Like a month or so ago um, with mm-hmm. the guy that I was dating and I was freaking out. And I was like, I'm going to tell him. And this was only like the second week of us dating. And things did not work out. But I was able to get over it quicker. Right. Because it was two weeks in mm-hmm. versus. And I could have kept the charade of not, you know, whatever. But it's not a charade. I mean, well, what, what I mean is with not disclosing. Right. I could have kept that going. But I wanted him to learn on my terms. Right. I didn't need... You know, all you got to do is Google search me. Mm-hmm. I didn't need anything crazy. I don't want to meet, you know, like one of his friends or his family. And they're like, mm, something, something's peculiar about your little <laughs> girlfriend. And then it come out that way. So, yeah. And I was very nervous. So maybe do what I did and practice on a friend who does know. Because you said that you have a lot of shame with this. And you haven't even told some friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you have a friend or a family member who does know. And maybe practice on them first. Yeah. That, that made it easier for me. It's never easy to disclose the tea, honey. Never. So, yeah. Best of luck. We'd appreciate a follow-up. Please. So, you got the email? Yes. And for those of you who'd love to write in and submit your questions, again, the email is askkatradio at gmail.com. And, yeah, we're going to move on to the KAT kudos. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. So, this week's KAT Kudos kind of goes to Twitter. I'll say that. Cardi B tweeted um, on Wednesday this week. She said, I know I've used her tweet was all over the place as far as grammar and spelling. Um, (laughs) You see that? I'm sure you saw the Azalea Banks I don't use, I don't don't acknowledge birds. (laughs) I cannot stand Azalea Banks. She is the most toxic person. Now what? Huh? Now what? What do you mean? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> she's, she's not that, entertaining know, <laughs> or funny to me. She's toxic. She was. She's she awful she needs help. Um, but I know I have used words before that I wasn't aware that they were offensive to the LGBT community. I apologize for that. Not everybody knows the correct terms to use. I learned and I stopped using it. Um, and I kind of want to give a kudos to all of social media for 
one not attacking her because I that mean, could what have is there been... to attack after a tweet like that? People apologize and get attacked all the time. But I'm saying after a tweet worded like that, what is what more is there to say? People get attacked. She all did the not time know like like most people like most people within the last few years did not know that tranny was a slur. And she did not know. And she has acknowledged that she made a mistake because we all make mistakes. And she apologized for it. Twitter could be very, very mean. Yes, it can. Because I did see some people like, please, people know what slurs are. She lined. No, 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 no. Tons of people did not know that Tranny was a slur until I'd say within the past like six years, people have become aware of it. Uh, I mean, even shorter than that. But um, even further than that? No, shorter. Like oh. in the past, people so ask people. Someone asked me that maybe like six months ago. Is tranny um, a slur? Mm-hmm. No, because someone said. Why tranny. Why would they be asking you? Because because apparently I'm the LGBT, you know, go to. Because um, one of my friends said tranny, and then my other friend was like, "Well, that's not that's offensive." Jace, is that isn't that offensive? Got and you. Like, it is offensive. It is. It is not um, proper terminology, and I think only the girls and the guys, the trans men can use terms like that right, much like right. the gay community i've i've heard you know them jokingly call each other the f word mm-hmm. that's not open to everybody the black community mm-hmm. and the n word mm-hmm. that's not reserved for everyone Amen. i don't use the t word because it's just never been something that i've used it sounds it reminds me of like cock like one of the white words <laughs> like cock cunt like it's just not something that i use um, the cock in new york but yeah, yeah. Belkalis didn't know no better and she yeah. acknowledged that. Yeah. And I and I appreciate people coming out and I was just happy that Twitter did not attack her But her rhetoric was dangerous too. Her I don't want to take away from when that. she first yeah, when she said when it she, because yeah, she said yeah, she would get her guy drunk yeah, and, call, and then yeah. do a threesome. The idea was girl, you need to do some some soul searching on that idea. <laughs> I mean, f- skip over the I mean, word. Angelica Ross addressed that on her own Twitter page. You can check that out. But I wanted to just like give a kudos to Twitter for not I think that's the first time I haven't seen like a backlash of an apology in a while. So, you know, I think it's because so many apologies are just disingenuous. Mm -hmm. And I think because hers was a tweet, it also depends on the format. She didn't run to her notes app and do it. It was horrible. I'm saying that, I'm saying that when I say the format, I mean the optics, like she wasn't in her notes app. Right. It's something about the notes app that's triggering. Like, um, Chance the rapper. Yeah, it's just a, a quick screenshot and a yeah. April and I think it, like I said, it it also depends. Like Cardi is pregnant, a pregnant media darling at the moment, and that's no excuse for anything. But I'm just saying, like, she admitted to it, and to me, her apology did not seem generic or disingenuous. It was basic, but it did not seem disingenuous or right. fake. To and me. it was kind of out the blue as well. Yes, you know, it because wasn't people like were a, still calling her to the carpet about it. Yeah. People were not letting that go, understandably. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like a lot of people, when they apologize, it, it the reason why there's so much critique is it's just like, oh, let me just throw this out here, mm-hmm. and there's no. Well, sense it's not. It's, it's critique change. because it's, it happens, and they have to apolo- they apologize right after. Where it's just like, all right, I'm in trouble. Let me do it. Right. Hers That's came. What I'm but, like, it how many years ago was that? Like what? Three, two, four, two or three. Two, yeah. yeah. So it's just like you know, I'm. This is where I fucked up. And I think she's apologized for it in the past as well. This was just like an official one. Yeah. Like, I want to say she did it like on one of her Instagram lives. I don't follow her on anything, but I do enjoy her invasion mm-hmm. of privacy record and all those bots. Do you think she'll be back on Instagram? Because she deleted it. I don't know. I think she will. I think yeah. she will. After She's just baby. letting things simmer simmer down. I would not have responded to that bird because that's what she would. That's what she wanted. I that's watched the interview wanted. and it didn't seem that bad to me, to be honest. That's what she wanted. It just Cardi is very sensitive, and what yeah, I think is pregnant. important is that Hormonal. no one's talking about that damn Anna Wintour single or any of Azalea's music. They're talking about her and Cardi. So it's like, girl, like that. She thrives off of that. She thrives off of attention, and you have to watch people in the media who thrive off of attention because I refuse to give it to them. I'm very Yvette Noel sure Beyonce Drake diss me and you'll never get a reply. Like I don't there's plenty of people that have turned up in my mentions or people have screenshot tweets where people have been talking shit about me. And I don't say anything because okay. that don't have nothing to do with me. At all. That you didn't at me. That don't have nothing to do with me. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember one and, time. And thank Oof. you for listening. Oof. That's all I have Actually, to say. Actually, I'm not going to bring that up cuz I'm not going to acknowledge it. Shar. What? What's up? You said bring what up? 
I was going to bring something up about screenshots that were sent to me about things that were said to me online and I added. I was like, you know, I'm not going to give that any yeah, attention. Yeah, you're not about to fan this flame. You're not about to ruffle these feathers. <sighs> Blowing out. Bye. Yep. Well, is that the show? That's the show. I guess that's the show. If you guys, like I said, once again, visit outwebfest.com if you want to come out and say hi to us tonight. This is Friday. We'll be at YouTube Space. And come and, to the panel on Sunday. Enjoying too. some things. And I'll be sipping and on the pink carpet. On Sunday, we'll be at the panel. And if you want free tickets, again, the, the, the promo code is OWF. BL for free tickets and you can just you have to be there Saturday and Sunday it's at the London Hotel in West Hollywood so you got two options you got YouTube space tonight or Saturday and Sunday at the London Hotel and then our panel is on Sunday and also please do not forget to go to kat100.eventbrite.com and get your tickets if you want VIP it's $20 if your gen pop is 10 and we will see you all live in Los Angeles in a month. We're a month out. And we're going to be announcing some more things soon, like mm-hmm. the panelists and things. Mm-hmm. Like It's, it's going to be good, guys. You do not want to miss out on this. I cannot emphasize it enough. Also, if you do miss out when you do see that sold-out stamp on the flyer, because I told you all we have limited seating. So when you do see sold-out, don't DM and text me. Those of y'all who know me, don't text me. And those of you all who don't, don't, don't DM me because I will have nothing f- to give to you. I have n- There's no space. There's fire hazards and shit. Like, the no. fire marshal won't be shutting Mm-mm. down Kiss and Tell no. 100. No, Lord. No, we're celebrating. Nope, nope, nope. Are you kidding nope. me? So, yeah, those are my announcements. And I guess we will talk to you all next week. I love us for real. Where can we f- find us on? Oh, per the usual, mm-hmm. J- at Jace Barron, J-A-Y-C-E-B-A-R-O-N. <laughs> and I'm Char says so, all S's on everything. Um, yeah, like I said, I love us for real. We'll chat next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.